Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What's up? Cool. Well, how's that for a, an intro to a podcast episode? No, it's not cool, is it? Okay, I won't do that again. Unless, of course, um, Budweiser are listening and they want to, want to, you know, hit us up with a little sponsorship deal. Right, it's time to queue up episode 30 on the Another Idea Jukebox. I'm not going to tell you anything about this guy. Just listen to it. I love him. Igor now loves him. And I'm pretty sure that within about 10 minutes time, you're going to love him. And just a quick little favour to ask. If you like what we're doing here... If you appreciate Josh and his chat, please just share the love. Shout us out on Insta or share it with your creative homies on WhatsApp. This is awkward. Um, right, I'll, I'll just I'll just shut up. Let's go, team. Rolling, 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 rolling. rolling. Everybody's rolling. Here we are. We're rolling, aren't we? We are. Look at that. Look oh. at us. Three episodes in today, alone. today alone, yeah. and we feel like we're just starting. Oh, it's yeah, just, it's just like it feels like a new chapter. It's been smooth. It does feel like a new chapter, like said, almost I, like season two, but we didn't really finish season one. We just yeah. rolled in, <laughs> just rolled through, just kept shooting. Previously on another idea, yeah. but it's been good, hasn't it? And we've just yeah. been we've had a meeting this morning or this afternoon. Sorry about um, just getting some, just reaching out for more sponsorship now, haven't we? Yeah. And, the numbers are looking good. We've got a media pack built by yeah. Merlo, which is looking insane. Yeah, and lo um, and behold, we got an exciting email. Literally got an email. Literally, as we're, we're talking not going to disclose it. who it's from, no, but no. just the fact that we were talking about it, and ten minutes later, somebody from a, an agency inquired about yeah. sponsoring us. So we'll see what comes of that. But if anybody yeah. knows anybody, if you're watching, if you're listening, yeah. wherever you are, or you've got a mate who's in a marketing department that is enjoying what we're doing here and yeah. you can see the potential a brand the, that would see fit in yeah. what we're doing yeah we'd love to hear from you because a shout. hit us up yeah. things um, are clearly picking up so yeah hopefully we've got a busy winter ahead haven't we yeah straight <laughs> in with this this three recorders today we've got a couple of guests coming up yeah in a couple of weeks and yeah. we've got the Christmas party yeah two guests and then we're booking, already booking people in for January yeah for January so yeah which is amazing so gotta keep it going gotta keep um, it going and you've had a sugar in your chamomile tea <laughs> here we go you absolute <laughs> weirdo 
Josh, would you put a sugar in a calamari? I I don't drink tea, but if I did, I wouldn't do that. No, lovely, lovely. <laughs> I filled the judgment right now from both sides. It's not even one. Do they do that but in Morocco? No. Yes. Oh, right. I thought they would. Yeah, I thought they would. Well, but it's mint tea. But um, you have you have they actually spe- specifically say they I kind of like infuse the sugar into it. So you yeah. just had a teaspoon of granulated sugar there. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. so it's not okay. quite infused, but yeah. We're a really highbrow podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the studio. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm just going to go straight in. How's your mum? No. How's Sal <laughs> doing? Well, you're, you not right? the only, you're not the only person that's asked recently. No. So, uh, no, she's absolutely fantastic. She's, a, she's an icon of the community though, isn't she, you, <laughs> you caught me right off guard there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, she really is, yeah. As is yours, you know. she. I was actually just saying, you know, used to used to teach me or, or look after me at Beavers or Cubs yeah, or whatever it was. Yeah, she used to be our Kayla, I think. Yeah, yeah she did, yeah. Is it so. our Kayla? Is that the thing? Uh, yeah, I think I, it is. I think so. Yeah, she so lived opposite the Scout Hut, didn't you? I know, so how's your mum? Just down there. Yeah, she's well. She's well. <laughs> good. Yeah, yeah, all good. Good. Um, yeah, so me and Josh do know each other. Yeah, I know. Known each other for many a year. Um, I shot your wedding, so yes. that was a good time, wasn't it, in Italy, in Puglia? It was fantastic. It was similar weather to this, actually, today, yeah. which is which is great. Lumping it down. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's just what you go to Italy for. Yeah, that's yeah. it. But um, made the most of it. So, yeah, really really looking forward to having a chat with you. It's, um, we, we spoke a few weeks ago, didn't we, I think, and um, I was just saying to you, would you like to come on it? And there was something that you said very early on, and me and Igor had talked about the kind of people that we're going to invite onto this podcast. And actually, and I don't mean this in an offensive way, you wouldn't have fit you wouldn't fit the immediate idea of the person you're looking to get on board. Let me just caveat that. Um, I suppose without going into too much about what you do, I suppose on the face of it, you're like a software engineer, right? We're a creativity podcast. Why on earth would we bring a software engineer? <laughs> no, they're boring. They're boring. Seriously, why, why would we have them? All geeks, all of them. Tell you. Um, but we had, no, me, no. me and you had a chat, and, and you said you said to me, like even the most creative people that still have to do it, turn up and do the shit jobs on a some, yeah. some days. I was like, yes, this is what people need to hear. And I knew there was going to be loads of other things that we talk about, and that you'd bring you know value to the discussion. So here you are. Yeah. Um, Igor said to me a couple of days ago having gone through some notes and stuff and done his doing his deep dives he went I really 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 like Josh yeah it's true even, a, even as he, even as uh, kindish kindish yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's got a lot to <laughs> there's a lot of intersections there but go yeah. on go on Igor you go but I was going to say that um, as soon as you walked in through the door I'm like come here come here man yeah. just gives, give me a he hug gives a, he gives a good hug I feel like I very much know you and you are very much a creative at heart. Not just looking at your website and everything else, but looking, just looking for your feed, just in general. <laughs> he lives a good life, doesn't he, Josh? <laughs> he does, he does. He very much My, does. Uh, one of our friends, Harry, I don't know if well, you, Harry Michael, Harry Michael mess, yeah. messaged me the other week as well. He went, um, I'm at Soho House and one of your former grooms is here. And I went, no. in my head, I'm like, I know which one. I was like, which one? He went, the one with the really gorgeous um, locks of, of hair. <laughs> I went, oh, Josh. Josh is there, is he? <laughs> you mean Aquaman, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. You um, you love a Soho house. Well, we all do, don't we? We all love a Soho house. I'm yeah. quite a They'd fan. be a great sponsor, wouldn't they? They would be an amazing sponsor. Oh, yeah, one day. You need to just do some sort of viral marketing around the houses. Just leave your kind of business cards everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. Like litter, the, litter the venue. Literally everywhere. 
Um, but I felt like I've known you about too, really. In the toilet. <laughs> stickers in the toilet, actually. You know, like bands do. Yeah. You like, well, yeah. that's what I mean. Yeah. You've got Those all are the... annoying, though. Yeah, the ones that are <laughs> right on the ceiling. You've got all the photo booths and everything. Just wacky cards on there. Yeah. I'm sure something yeah. will happen. Um, but yeah, I was saying, I felt like I've known you watching watching you guys do your thing. You know, you get to know people quite well, don't you? So, mm. um, yeah, very very much from the same kind of mindset, I feel. Thank you. No, it's we're going to have fun today. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm dead excited. I don't know where to start, really. Um, I feel like we should just go with the very first question we wrote, yeah, which is, yeah. what do you do, Josh? But actually, more importantly, what don't you do? Exactly. Because exactly. the list that me and Igor came up with was quite unbelievable. So some of the things that Josh does, that you don't necessarily get paid for these, but you do these Sadly, things, not all yeah. of them, though. Right? So obviously, you're a software engineer, and we'll go into that in a bit. But you've yeah. done and have been known to do chefing, DJing, conference host, podcasting, engineer, YouTube. Yeah. Anything else you want um, to add to the list? Influ- I'm sure. Influencer. I don't yeah. think so. Sadly, not. Ma- I've not made it there yet. <laughs> One day, maybe. <laughs> but no. Um, yeah, just, just really like being busy. <laughs> um, that's it, really. Um, I, don't, I can't sit still very well. Um, yeah. And I get bored quite quickly. So try to fill myself with as many challenging things as possible. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's why I've got a massive list of things. That I sent you, <laughs> but it's, yeah. it's it's a mark of a great creative day. A good creative mind usually doesn't stay still yeah. and just keeps on going, keeps on journeying. And, and we should just stress as well: it isn't just that you do those things. You tend to do them to a remarkably mm. high level, to the point where you could, if you wanted to, go and do chefing as a career. Yeah, exactly. I'm pretty sure you, you know actually, enough about it. I actually feel like looking at some of some of the dishes that you were getting ready and everything else. I'm like, why have I haven't been invited? Yeah. <laughs> To your house for a nice meal or anything like that because yeah <laughs> that'd be nice well um, um I, th- I think the thing with that is it's if you're going to do something like that for example you kind of need to respect the industry and what you're going into so mm. i think tr- just saying i can i can cook a pop-up for eight people is one thing but doing it well to a point where you're not offending everyone in the industry is another yeah. thing really yeah. um so that's that's kind of the other side of that i guess it's really cool um where shall we jump i don't know I suppose let's just let's just talk about what Josh actually does yeah. first and foremost because yeah. I think that'll open up a few doors. Yeah. So I said I said software engineer. Yeah, you're going to tell me in a lot more it's detail. Not. <laughs> that it's not a software engineer. We're not, we're not to say IT. It's not IT. Um, it's, it's that. Classic. You just give us a bit of a give us a give us a background of like what industry you're in, how you kind of found yourself in that industry, and, and what you do on a sort of day to day basis. Yeah, sure. So regardless depending on who you speak to about this you know if, if you ask if you ask my mum for example yeah. you'll, you'll probably get a, Sal sorry Sal if you do watch this <laughs> there's a variety of different responses I don't work for Google <laughs> I haven't created the internet there's none of that so I, I'm, I'm a software consultant essentially so yeah. I, I run a software consultant uh, consultancy in my day-to-day business which means I basically work with different companies to build software to build teams that build software and to generally deliver products. So a um, good example is uh, work with the NHS to deliver a, a massive learning platform, one of the big learning, biggest learning platforms in the NHS. Um, also worked on technology to protect children online from um, child abuse. Um, also built publishing platforms. Also done blah, blah, blah. There's loads of different projects, yeah. basically. But I run my own company. Uh, and as part of that, I kind of go to different companies and try and embed some of my experience and some of the kind of cultural ways of working that I believe are the right ways to do things or, or not the right way but the kind of better ways to do yeah. things um, and the beauty of that is going from different companies you kind of hoover up all these different nuggets of um, kind of advice and, and expertise from other people who are far better than you are um, and you can kind of form a picture in your head of what a good engineer looks like and then you can help create 
those engineers in, in businesses that need them. Um, so that's my that's what I get paid mostly to do. How did you find your way into that? Like, what, like let's just re, just go go back to like when you left school. Yeah. What was your kind of career path like from school to being a software engineer? Because the, the, this the is level very specific. Yeah. Um, very I, I, I've always broad at the same time. I've always loved computers. Like from from you know the second I put my eyes on the computer, my, my aunt had a Commodore sixty four. I was obsessed with it. Track and field, anyone? You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was you know track and field got me into computers. <laughs> um, but the thing that kept me there was was the kind of creativity of programming a computer. So you had a computer sitting in front of you. Originally, there was no UI on it. It wasn't like as nice as the Apple Macs these days. Um, you know, the Commodore just had like a text based input. Uh, I just love that you could feed stuff into it and it'd do things based on what you said. Um, so that was my first kind of touch that point. That was the bug. Yeah, and I was like, oh, this is cool. And it looks looks kind of geeky and hipster. I was like, oh, that's quite nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, yeah, went to university to study a really vague subject called business computing, which is horrendously titled. Um, it covered neither business nor computing. <laughs> uh, and it cost me about 12 grand. So that was a complete waste of time. Okay. Um, but but uni was a really good thing for many other reasons, as I'm yes. sure you can imagine. Um, but one of the things that helped me get into doing it as a job is that I was doing a kind of um, call centre job um, at this place called Dubbit in Leeds. And they were kind of a weird company where they would do kind of um, surveys with, with kids, like focus groups and stuff. Um, but they'd also um, build like virtual worlds, like have a hotel and things like that, if yeah. you remember. Um, so one day I was doing the cold call kind of job as just a way to make money. And I went upstairs to chat to a guy called Matthew Warnerford, who was running the, the digital department uh, and got talking to him. And then before I knew it, he kind of offered me a job um, working with him as a programmer. Uh, and then it kind of went from there and I got more experienced and um, then set up on my own. And yeah, the rest is history, really. Wow. That in itself is just wow. how to unpick that. Yeah. It's the power of just stepping out of you. You know, whatever your bubble is to go and just speak to other people and yeah. to network and not knowing where that's going to go yeah. I think is, is huge mm. yeah it's pretty incredible and and today what sort of projects are you doing um, uh, well like today as in like what we're working on right now yeah or, in general um, so right now I'm working for a company where we're building technology to help surface and kind of manage mis and disinformation so the kind of ethos is behind it is trying to make it make the internet a kind of safer place and a, and a better place for productive discourse. So, yeah. so he's going yeah. after Trump. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's definitely. Do you, do you like Josh now? You really like Josh, don't you? Well, the internet's. Uh, can, we, can we swear on yeah. this? Podcast? Yeah, you can swear. On the internet's one, full of shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of it. And Josh is going to clean it up. <laughs> well, we'll Josh never save save everybody. Oh we'll never fully clean it up, sadly. But uh, but yeah, the the idea is that we try and remove the noise from you know. If you go on Twitter or you go on any of these social platforms, yeah. there's a lot of noise that inhibits really good discourse around good topics, and you get people using it for political games. Start with a subject with a, that's a, an that's issue. Like that. Yeah, it's really hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, without, we can go into that if you want, but there's there's loads of different technology where you can start to look at connecting different graphs of people together and look at the kind of narratives that they're talking about and look at who the kind of conspirers of misinformation are and things like that it gets really interesting um and it gets really political but it yeah. gets you know there's a lot of toxicity as well yeah. and i guess you start seeing patterns as well quite 
evidently and yeah yeah i mean a good example not a good example but an example of where this is prominent at the moment is mm -hmm. the ukraine war yeah it's it's been kind of labeled one of the first digital wars in many ways and i think this is a really interesting space to be looking at how bot accounts and different kind of fake news if you will is being spread from different angles yeah, um, it's a really interesting it it's an incredible world isn't it I mean, even listening to nihal on five live yesterday he was talking about how um <clears throat> he got greta thunberg on as a, an interviewee and he'd announced it on his like twitter and within All moments hell, within please. moments of <laughs> telling people that he was going to be speaking to greta he'd got climate conspiracy theorists like or basically people saying it's bullshit you know it's not man-made it's yeah. just hype the world is fine stop it and you're like what where where do these people live uh, <laughs> where do they come from? where are they yeah. coming from yeah um, the thing is, it's not about the thing is it's not about suppressing those people because they exist in society yeah and, and that's true you know that's going to yeah. always be the case it's about ensuring that people who are looking for the right information can find it yes. yeah okay. because if you're getting bombarded by a certain narrative it's really hard to yeah yeah. to see what the truth and those is. people have clearly been bombarded by a certain narrative yeah i mean place, right because they yeah. i mean we're all entitled to an opinion but to deny mm. the fact of yeah. science and yeah the data that they already have anyway it's just a just a fascinating yeah it's topic, a really interesting it? conversation isn't it yeah it's yeah. just the fact that he got he got bot literally harassed within minutes of that going out you're like loads of bots yeah, yeah. well what bots or people genuine people yeah. that genuinely it, believe that it gets really messy because you get you get in situations where you've got just genuine hate speech like the Kanye thing at the moment like mm -hmm. Kanye, Kanye yeah. you know obviously getting dropped by everyone yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is amazing to see that you know he, he's not kind of getting away with it not that that's the right way to say it but yeah no, you know, but he's been held he's been held, being held to account account yeah. accountability yeah. That's but that's it. that's purely hate speech yeah. um, That that's nothing other than that it's not mis or disinformation yeah. it's just hate speech yeah. which is very separate from mis and disinformation where it's spread by the, either by accident because someone doesn't know they're spreading something that's in, in, untrue or it's being spread because someone's got an agenda and they want to try and influence yeah. something. I think that's that's where fact checkers are, are such an important thing these days, really, where where you can have a specific source that you really, really trust that it's legit, fact-checked, and mm. yeah, at least you can find specific truth that is going to be biased. Yeah, to some point it's always going to be biased, but mm. yeah. It's it's important yeah. to to get so that. Just, just in in terms of the the sort of day to day job now, then and this this is this is part of the key reason why I wanted to ask you out to to speak on the podcast is that like how does creativity feature in your job? Mm. Yeah, and and I I suspect that as an engineer, there is there is never a, a, a one size fits all kind of solution. And yeah. I'm so oh, sorry. Josh. <laughs> Josh. I could have, I could have sworn that. that I could have. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Let's see. Let's see. Her ears were burning. <laughs> oh, it's Edinburgh. Sack Edinburgh off. It can wait. I'm, I, I could have sworn oh, that I put that on silent. Fine. It's the first time it's happened. Sal's ears are burning. Are you coming around for tea, Josh? <laughs> do you know what? I think it was about four weeks ago. She's like, what do you want for tea? I was like, mum, we'll figure it out on the day. It'll be yeah. all right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so so at the moment I'm, I'm working uh, with this company called Logically. I'm, I'm their VP of engineering at the moment. Yeah. So it's it's a kind of blended role where it's technical and leadership based. Um, so I like I like different sorts of roles. So what, it might be hands on one time where you're spending all day coding, working on a code base, trying to build a physical or not physical a digital Digi thing, <laughs> a digit physical to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, a, a digital thing to ship in you know and put it out there into the world and, and for people to start using. That's really enjoyable, and there's lots of sides of creativity to coding and working with other people to collaborate and build something. Yeah. 
And then the other side is the leadership side of things. So, you know, I'm, I'm leading a team of about 50 or 60 at the moment. Um, and, and we're working to build platforms and products on top of that. And my role is to work on like the architecture, so the code side of stuff, but then also the, the strategy for the team, how we go and raise more money because it's a startup um, and how we make this thing more valuable and how we build more traction with it, basically. So a few different facets to it based on this this kind of role that I'm working in right now. It's really cool. Yeah. I, I you feel really inferior and like, like inadequate now because I feel like Josh has got it, loads it, going it on. Sounds, yeah, yeah, it sounds yeah. way cooler yeah. than it yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, what I'm thinking is, I think you got the best of both worlds in some ways mm. because you are self-employed, right? Yeah, right. that's right. And at, but at the same time, you're able to jump into these corporate companies that yeah. are doing quite big Juggernauts. stuff. Juggernauts. Juggernauts <laughs> of companies, aren't they? Yeah. Mm. And and get involved. Yeah. And, and at the same time, you can, at the end of the day, say bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like a try before you buy, really. It's great. <laughs> Yeah, um, please don't sack me, whoever's going. <laughs> <laughs> no one's watching. No, no, one, no one watches. Please no keep paying the invoices. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think it's, um, it's, it's quite a fortunate position to be in, you know, and, and I never really forget that. There's a lot of um, interesting kind of challenges in different industries at the moment. COVID's definitely hit a lot of industries at the moment uh, really hard. So I'm very fortunate that the industry's, you know, managed to survive through COVID because it's, mm. you know, it's kind of made for it in a way, you know, it was, it's always been a distributed kind of industry. We've always, always been able to work remotely and everything. So, um, but yeah, I think, um, I think it's just a really fortunate thing to be able to walk into a company like that and, and to try and work with people that are just really smart. I think it's great. Uh, what, are the, what are the struggles that you face like working in the Studio Ninja, Igor. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, I'm off again. But I, I wanted to, I just wanted to talk about one more thing because I think, and I'm not here to criticize one of our sponsors, but I think they're missing a trick. Ooh, shots fired. Tell, yeah. us. Tell us what so you think. So they are. It's, it claims to be designed by photographers for photographers, which mm-hmm. it is. It is designed by photographers for photographers. Yeah. So I'm not arguing that. But it's not just for photographers. That's it. So much I just more. think it's for any, anybody that's in a service-based industry. This, this piece of software is invaluable. I've had friends that are MUAs, hairstylists, florists, stylists. You know, you, you name it. I've had them all reach out and I've given them sort of guidance and setting them up that have gone on to use Studio Ninja and like, this is invaluable for our business. Yeah. So um, if Studio Ninja are listening and watching this back, might want to think about who you're targeting it yeah. to because actually yeah. I yeah. think it's, I think they're missing a trick. I think Go there's a the whole masses. market, there's a whole market out there that, you know, you don't just need to be a, f- a photographer or a videographer in the wedding industry. If you are a service-based industry and you've got clients or couples, whoever they may be, and you need to, book people in you need to send them automated emails invoices um you know the system and the software is yeah. there for for anybody to use in, in in whichever business they're they're operating in yeah get student ninja there you go so, so what's the discount people... code Igor? Oh. you should know it by now because i've told you a few times uh, let me see let me see i wonder what I'm it could be i'm guessing i'm guessing <laughs> um I'm joking it's another idea it's that simple so if you go to studio ninja um type in that at the checkout and you'll get 50% off for the whole year and you'll get the first month free you get the first month free and then another idea gets 50% off their first annual subscription there we go there you go sorted go, go get it what are the struggles that you face like working in the working as somebody that's self-employed in a, in a what is obviously quite a corporate world is, yeah. are you are you few and far between or in terms of being self-employed like are you a bit of a rarity or are there uh, it, is it, there it, an army of self-employed people working there that 
in the same boat depends on the the role so um for leadership roles definitely uh, there are there are less um consultants and contractors in that position um for for logistical reasons as well so you've got um a regulation called ir35 where you you can't be seen as a full-time employee uh, in a contract position essentially um that's that's the the looseness of it this keeps changing based on political changes recently if we ignore what's happened with our government (laughs) ir35 has kind of come and gone in terms of what the actual regulation is around it but that causes some challenges in terms of how you interact with the companies because in a leadership role like the one i'm in now um ideally you'll line manage ideally you'll be able to do things that permanent members will be done but you're also under the umbrella of the protection of that company Whereas with, my, with myself as a consultant or a contractor, I need my own liability insurance that covers me for if I make a mistake on the job. Um, but also I need to be respectful of the IR35 rules and make sure that I don't kind of, I don't do a, a permanent yeah. person's job, but, yeah. but billing it as, a, as an independent, basically. So that's the kind of more boring side of things. But there's obviously political side, side of things too. You know, when you come in with fresh eyes, you see loads of problems everywhere. Yeah. And that doesn't always get you good friends in, in, yeah. in those companies. But obviously there's a tactful way of doing it and you've got to kind of, win friends over and, and start to try and make change happen a bit more kind of slowly yeah how do you go about that carefully <laughs> uh, <laughs> it doesn't always well, work I was just thinking of it that's what we need to that's what we need to ask I think like what what yeah you know, from what I know of you and, and have known of you is that you're very affable and likable and approachable and you have a really yeah you know just a, an open personality like I I feel like if I was working under Josh I'd be able to go and have a chat to him. Yeah. Hey. You know, yeah, we've got this problem. I'm struggling with this and and yeah. Yeah. I suppose I'm just trying to sort of tap into how you approach going into those organisations. Yeah. As a, hey, I'm I'm Josh, the nice curly hair. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) It helps to be recognised though, I tell you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think, um, I think the, the, being an engineer as well, I think helps bring some sort of credibility to the to the role really. So when you're when you're going in somewhere as an architect or as an engineer or as a leader in that space, having the skills and having kind of a track record of delivering those things helps. There's a bit of an issue in the industry where you've got a lot of people in those management roles that maybe are just not close enough to the metal of it all and, and just can't really understand yeah. the inner workings of how to build technology and, and what it takes to build a cohesive team that does that um, and as a result of that you know you get that kind of well they don't get it the leaders don't understand it's just senior management yeah. I'm, it's bollocks um, so so I think part of it is working with the team sorry Sal <laughs> jo- Joshua I'll tell him off in a bit <laughs> <laughs> she's going to be she calling again. Be, she won't be listening this far in. She'll have listened to the first five minutes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. She'll have heard the name mentioned. She's got the summary in. She yeah. can <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I think just kind of working on, on, on the kind of team culture, starting with the people. I know it's a very cliche thing, but ultimately trying to understand the problems between teams and understanding why they might not be working so well together. Yeah. Um, often everyone really cares. It's just, and, and there's no malice in it. It's just that they don't really understand what you're trying to achieve or or they don't believe in leadership and they don't really feel safe psychologically in, in where they are. So, yeah, I think the people is, is where it always starts and, and that's regardless of industry, right? That's yeah. not a tech-specific thing. That's, no, of course yeah. not. I, I mean, how's that, how's that kind of changed over the past sort of decade that you've been, you've been in the industry, what, just over a decade? Uh, oh, longer than that now, yeah. yeah. Uh, how's it kind of evolved, that kind of... Yeah, I think... Uh, it's been pretty constant. I think. I think the the diversity industry has definitely changed, and, and that's definitely, obviously, a fantastic thing. I think we're seeing a lot of kind of fresh blood get into some of these leadership positions and, and starting to really disrupt the way that companies work. 
Um, I've worked with the right mix of companies from really small startups that have just gone through Series A all the way through to massive enterprise companies with more politics than you can shake a stick at. And it's kind of <laughs> like, well, between the between them all, it's you know, there's a concerted effort to try and support and progress people's careers. Yeah, it didn't used to be there in in that way. I, I don't think, but obviously, I've, certainly my perspective of the industry, I've only been in it for yeah, good. 17 years or something like that. But, yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's good to it's good it's good to hear and it's something that's seen really that the fact that people are a lot more aware of the diversity inclusion that people need to make or companies need to make in order to progress forward really and yeah when you see that from from a quite visible standpoint not just simply from from the from the ground floor but literally starting from the top it's yeah it's great really yeah i think the like in any industry again like you need to if you look at a business you need to see a business that you can imagine yourself being in and if you yeah. just see a bunch of white guys there it's not going to work is it yeah um, for a lot of people they don't feel included in that and they don't it's not accessible to them regardless of skill sets or regardless of experience really and that's one of the real challenges tech's had from the start almost really um and it's due to loads of different reasons from privilege to access to resources and access to good career progression which you know sadly a lot of minority groups don't don't have access yeah. to um so that's really why i started the events and started trying to build communities that i felt comfortable in um me as a privileged white male but then also trying to use that as a platform to make somewhere that everyone feels comfortable and included in and as a result of that everyone learns and betters themselves yeah. and the industry benefits too so yeah and this is this is what i love about you just literally just looking and doing research into you literally you constantly constantly creating events constantly <laughs> yeah. creating these like pop-up shows and uh, no matter how big or small they are really mm. how come and why because <laughs> yeah, just, where, just, where does that come from yeah just wanting to get community people together it seems to be a very very clear sort of like thread let's yeah. say yeah funny enough i didn't realize until i was very preparing for this that it was all around communities and it's all about whether you're sharing food that you love or you're you know you're listening to music that you like in a club or if you're going to a conference um it's all about the same things really um, a bit of a foodie aren't we josh love it love i mean it. on your form when we ask about any dietary requirements your response was you will do well to find something i don't like <laughs> yeah. which is just i loved it yeah i mean i hope you have i hope you found something but i've got, I've got some food for you don't you <laughs> but, but obviously you're getting around to sales in a bit so we don't want to feed too much. <laughs> yeah. um yeah yeah so you've done i mean you've done like we touched on at the start you've done chefing you've dj'd to people and you've dj'd to nobody yep that's how it works <laughs> you can't have you all the glory explain, explain what happened on that one uh, which one? I can't. Have, have I told you something in the notes that I forgot? You, you DJ'd with Craig Charles. Yes, Craig Charles. Yeah, Craig yeah. Charles. He's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. And then you DJ'd to an empty space. Oh, that was, was soul that destroying. Was that COVID? Uh, I think it was. Yeah. Yes. Of course. Yeah. So yeah. You I mean, a, kind of like a live stream, didn't you? But there was nobody in the nobody in the. It's like hi, I'm giving you my TED talk. Yeah. yeah, to <laughs> yeah. Nobody. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's character building when you're doing it to absolutely no one. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I just think it's uh, it's about being uncomfortable. So, you know, the, the pop-ups were um, really fun. I say works. We've not done one since COVID. We're going to get back to it now, but we'll just ignore that whole period. Um, but yeah, I think the, the pop-ups were something that we did a lot of research into. I spoke to a lot of my chef friends. I'm always the guy that's trying to get into the kitchen at any sort of restaurant and try and say, how did you do that? Or, and it's probably really fucking annoying. Yeah, <laughs> Elsa will be like, fucking hell, Josh. She li literally, honestly, if you speak to her, she'll say exactly that. Um, and it, I'm, I'm super annoying in many ways. She but, won't go out with you anymore because she's no. just embarrassing. Yeah, literally. She'll be like, you've got your own mate. 
Yeah, if we go to a nice restaurant, she's like, we're not really here for this, yeah. are we? <laughs> <laughs> you want to be behind them. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's, it's about being a bit uncomfortable and, and trying to push yourself. So, you know, the, the thing I was thinking of on the way over here is we did a, a pop-up called Lobster and Tail, lobster-themed menu and cocktails. And um, and on the day of the day of the pop-up, there was, um, you know, service was probably four hours away from, from getting things kicked off. And uh, 70 live lobsters turn up and I'm like, shit, I've, I've overcooked this a little bit. I don't know what, don't know what to do here. Um, so, yeah, so I think, um, I think it's about being uncomfortable and trying to figure out how to, how to not completely knacker it, but just get it on that fine line of, yeah. of success. And it's not always successful, obviously. A lot no. of things go wrong too, but... The fact that you just go out and just experiment and, and you're prepared to try these things constantly mm. and push yourself to a, you know, you play it, I think you downplay it. You know, you do these to a, a an incredibly a high level standard. Yeah. You know, you look at like the conferences that you've launched with. Is it Haystack? Hey. Um, yes, yeah, so it's called it Hay, Hay Presents now. Yeah, so Hay Presents. Yeah, so it's, you know, they're they're huge and look incredibly well produced. Mm. You know, you're good at DJing. I've seen your lobster and tail stuff and <laughs> your other pop ups. Like, it's a very high standard of food. It's it's like you set these really high standards and you just give it a shot and it's mm. this kind of a, approach of what I love about you is, is this just approach of I'm just going to give it a shot I'm just going yeah. to give it a go and I think that's something that so many people are lacking often yeah. is this idea that they can't do it because they don't know how to yeah. it's like, and uh, if it fails okay that's saw it, it. On, um, oh, it was a podcast the other day so there was a just it came up on Instagram some, some podcast and it was a, a woman talking about her mum saying to her everything is figure outable mm. I don't know if you'd seen that or not no, but I haven't. it was just like a it, that made her it was a penny dropping moment of going god I can I can just figure it out yeah and when I look at everything that you've done it's like you've got that approach to going well, it's just a process let's just work through it yeah I, I think it's because in most instances it's going to be better than you found it right so you're probably going to learn something and you're probably going to have done something where it'll make people think a little bit and it'll be good <laughs> like okay as long as you don't poison someone that's that's kind of yeah, the bar that's, that's kind of a <laughs> there, there is it like a baseline here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. So, you know, like I was saying, respect for the industry. Yeah. You know, I've, I've got I've got lots of chefy friends and I, I want them to think that I'm doing a good job of it. I want to make yeah. them proud almost. So you do the research, you try and get all your health and safety quality, you know, you do all things by the book and do it properly. Um, but ultimately, you're still taking a big risk because you're figuring a lot of it out on the day, like me killing 20 lobsters or 70 lobsters. Yeah. Um, sorry if you're not. <laughs> I know you're not. <laughs> Apologies. Um, but, you know, it's, it's stuff like this, you know, you're trying to figure it out on the day. And it's quite the, the excitement of that. You can't beat the buzz of service or DJing in front of people or mm. running a conference. Live events, as you know, it's just like there's so many things that can go yeah, wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like that's the next next point of discussion, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Hey, presents really. Mm. Um, how how come you started it? Mm. Where did you see sort of like a gap in the market to what you could sort of like fulfill within that? Really, um, the truth is, I didn't really see a, a gap in in the market at the time. So, I started in two thousand and thirteen. We used to have a office um, in in a building like this, really, uh, in the centre of Leeds, and um, and our office was upstairs, but they had a really great space downstairs, and uh, I was just like. There's, there's, a, there's a gap for I guess there's a gap in the market yeah there's a gap for um, for a community a, a meetup where people come together and talk about tech um, <clears throat> so just innocently started it um, and, and people came and it started to get a bit bigger loads of interesting 
pain points of growth because um, it was a it was a pub it was a working pub next to the student union you're going to need to make some notes here shall I make some notes <laughs> on, on, on how to do developing it developing conference <laughs> yeah come on Josh let's, let's well, really <laughs> let's really get some ideas out of him whilst he's here come on carry on Josh where well, were you well the first thing would be don't do it in a pub because while it's a pub next to a student union we had like people dressed as dwarves coming, crashing coming them. Yeah. it was an absolute <laughs> nightmare do not do it in a pub yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, so it grew. It grew from there, really. Uh, and, and we, you know, started to get sponsorship, and, and you know, like, like you guys are looking for now. It's nice when you at least have someone that helps break even and, and supports something in a way that yeah. you can grow a bit more. Yeah. Um, did you find yourself getting in touch with companies to sponsor your events, or did you find that things sort of like gravitated to you in a more organic way? Or initially, the organic way. Um, mm-hmm. People were really interested in having their name associated with this meetup um i guess a bit of kind of you know community support a bit of your kind of social responsibility as a larger company in leeds it helped get your name out there um and then yeah as we've grown more you know the conferences um which are a lot bigger they're about 300 people um one of the biggest single track conferences in the north now um but as a result of that the ask for money is obviously a more significant so for my own kind of pride, I want to put together a sponsor pack where they understand what they're buying into and what they mm-hmm. get for that money. Um, and as part of that, it's not really about, it's not a return of investment. Like Sponsor pack, so yeah, sponsor pack. Yeah, well, pack. we've got that. We've built <laughs> anyway, Murner's on it. I'll tell you what, a nice <laughs> PDF goes a long way, yeah. you know, because yeah. most of them are yeah. really shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we have our media kit. We'll show, you our, we'll show you our one in Canva in a bit. Yeah, yeah. So it's a beautiful thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah please, please do. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's the thing. So like, I want them to realise that an investment into the conference or the event isn't, it's not an immediate ROI. You're not going to get your money's worth out of that immediately. You're investing in a community that allows people to learn more, to share stories more, and, and just to foster that kind of community. You, you're not buying anything or anyone, and that's the really important point of it. Um, I think a lot of people get it quite wrong the other way, where mm. you, tech recruiters have, a, have quite a bad name in, in tech because often they try and create these inorganic communities where it's solely for the purpose of a talent pool that they pull from. Um, and that is often met with with quite bad responses from yeah. candidates because it's it's not the right way to build a community. It, it, you've got an agenda there. It's it's not the right thing to do. So what was the per- what was the purpose of the conference then? Just to just to go right back down to the beginning then before we talk about where it is now. What was yeah. the kind of what was its goal or purpose when you when you did that first one next to a pub? Um, so the conference, so we, we outgrew the pub luckily. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we went from from kind of different um, different space to different space until we end up at this place called the Belgrave in Leeds. Really cool venue. It's actually a gig venue, um, but they've got loads of sofas in there. So it was a really cozy place for people to come and sit and watch talks and have a beer if they wanted to and then just leave if they didn't have to network. Yeah. Um, but the, the conference started because there was a festival called Leeds International Festival in Leeds uh, about seven years ago. Um, I was on the steering board for that festival, um, but also um, of I was course he was. Quite yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again, just give give me that. I want yeah. I want to be part of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but as a result of that, got got some kind of bootstrap funding to to bring some people to Leeds. I'm immensely pa- proud of the north and Leeds, and I, I, I want to bring as much things into Leeds uh, away from London as possible because it always gets the I always, always hear gets good the things press. about Leeds. Though, yeah. Yeah. there's a lot going on, yeah. and and it was 
it's one of the cities we've looked at for doing our AGM, isn't yeah. it? And yeah, yeah. It's, it's, about that it makes venue, sense. We'll, we'll talk about that off camera in a bit. It's, but. it's a good city, and, and, and this is the thing, you know, it's, I've not got a beam about London. It's more like London gets a lot of funding. It gets mm. a lot of focus. So really it's about bringing um, people's awareness to Leeds to, to put a big conference on up here. It's not the first conference that's ever been in Leeds, and it won't be the last, but it's just, it felt like the right thing to do at the right time, and it's just grown from there. Uh, with the talent's been, up here. Yeah, the talent's yeah, the, up here, but also you can huge. bring international talent in, yeah. and you can get them to shout about Leeds, which is huge because mm. um, you've got people coming from the US who work for Google and stuff yeah, and they're just yeah. I went to Leeds yeah <laughs> no. like, where yeah. <laughs> yeah honestly when we were in the conference a few years ago someone came back from the US and they're like I've just had a Yorkshire pudding wrap yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like yeah it was great <laughs> um, so, where, so where does the conference sit now like what's its um, what's, what sort of stage are you at where, where does it sit so it's uh, as I said, it's about a three hundred person capacity. It's in the centre of Leeds. Uh, it's in an Everyman cinema. Everyman's got a really nice site in Leeds. Um, tried to find the right indie site for it because um, Everyman's quite a big company. Uh, I tried to find the right mix, but so hard to find good square footage in, in any city centre really. Mm -hmm. um, but they've got a beautiful space, a massive cinema screen, which code and everything looks beautiful on, uh, and also these massive um, sofas that you can just sit and chill out in all day. So the, the attendees love it, the speakers love it because they've got an amazing screen to put their work on display. Um, the, the sofa is a little bit too comfy, we've had a few people fall asleep here and there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, hopefully not for the topics. <laughs> That's the sofa. It just means that the speaker's going to be engaging. You know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Try and pump the, air, the cold air yeah, through the room. Yeah, just keep. It. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. So you know, I'm, I'm really proud of where it is. We're in our seventh year. It'll be next year. Um, we've got an amazing MC called Phil Hawksworth who just comes every year and him him doing the talking and the emceeing helps me run the event really smoothly and keep it on point and um, I'm quite OCD with everything so note to self yeah. get an emceeing honestly it's the best thing you can do <laughs> yeah, it yeah. feels like you want to host it yourself but you can't curate and program it as well yeah, I can um, imagine just the behind the scenes stuff that you need to oversee is we've already found it just yeah. doing a small audience here yeah. like the the stress level you just creep on yeah. everywhere don't you it's just easy to make a mistake or a slip up isn't it and actually just having I yeah. that responsibility given to somebody else just kind of takes the pressure off doesn't it yeah, yeah. Or, or if because there's two of you <laughs> you know yeah. one of you could host and just focus on that and yeah. the other could do all the all the boring stuff behind the yeah. scenes yeah. <laughs> yeah rock paper scissors rock paper scissors <laughs> <laughs> what advice can you give us on a selfish sort yeah, of let's perspective go. Let's, let's... what advice can you give us someone that wants to build a great community and wants to build um, a conference yeah, I one think day. we've got a similar kind of approach in, in terms yeah. of what we're trying to offer our mm. communities and, and your community is just in the, mm. slightly, the tech different, space. slightly yeah. different space isn't it yeah how do we copy Josh yeah that's it <laughs> that's what we want to know yeah. no not copy we want to be inspired don't we yeah on a serious note what, what do you want to achieve what, why, why are you doing it are they allowed to ask us questions? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. That's Shit. this is okay. this, is, this okay. is where it gets. Why are we doing it? Where it Why gets real? It? Okay. Um, well, I suppose it, part of it boils down to the the reasons why we founded this podcast, which is to give um, give a voice to smaller businesses and creatives and entrepreneurs. Yeah. And then it feels like the AGM is is a an extension of that, that on a bigger scale, on a slightly bigger scale, with a bit more interaction. That you know, the podcast and YouTube's great. Yeah. But it's. But we want to be able to give, give that to the audience 
through an experience, not just simply through a talk, but yes, the visuals themselves will be an experience. It'll be quite interactive. Yeah. We'll want to really get people involved and really take them through a story, really. Mm. Um, just to, and to inspire people. Yeah, that's it. it. Really, that's, that's really it. That's like, what I was getting to. We want to inspire people yeah. that are either at the beginning of that journey or even already on that journey mm. that just need a reset or need a bit of a, a creative kind of kick up the arse yeah it that's might it be. yeah all people that are just on the edge and like, oh, i don't know if i can do it but then yeah. come to it and go no I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna go i'm gonna follow my that's you know, it that in according that mm. you know we all have yeah and this is why i kind of i've loved talking to you it's because you have that calling all the time and you mm. constantly listen to it and go i'm gonna go and do that mm-hmm. yeah and that's a massive barrier for a lot of people mm. yeah people don't they don't go and do what you do mm. yeah well, the, it's the correct answer, by the way. Well done. Thanks, John. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're already starting with the right intention, which is not to make money, because it's very unlikely you will make much money uh, in, in that particular hold event on, okay, space. Right, <laughs> hold on, okay, right now. You know, you look at really successful conference brands like TED, for example, you know, they've taken quite a, a, obviously got huge amounts of funding and they've gone straight for, for gold in terms of what they're trying to achieve there. Some of it's a money-making vehicle, but some of it is about trying to get different companies involved. Your your kind of aim here is completely bang on because you're not going to make any money if or some money maybe. But this is more about how you foster the community you've already kind of created through through this and, and through what you're doing already. So you've already kind of done the hardest part because you've got at least some interaction and some interest in you know in that kind of thought leadership yeah. in in terms of what you're trying to do. So. Really, a lot of it's about logistics now and how you ensure that that event, when people get there, is as inclusive and accessible as possible. Mm. And also allows you to to make people leaving that event feeling like, shit, I just want to go and take loads of photos. That's or, I want to really? build it. this website yeah. or do, you know, because... I want people's heads hurting and hearts pounding, really, when they when they leave that room. Around <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, ideally don't physically abuse <laughs> the attendees. That's, that's, no, so. we do that all visually. If you hurting, come up onto the stage. you got a stick. <laughs> If you've got the ceremonial cricket bat, it might not work so well. Of creativity. <laughs> um, but that's the thing, you know, one of the things that's been really exciting to see with the conference grow is that people have been leaving and going to the social after and just talking about how excited they are to go and create and go yeah. and do something like that. And yeah. I'm sure you'll achieve the same thing from the sorts of talks that you program. Also, how you program those talks is really important, how the energy flows through the day. Yeah. And- I mean, I think we, we haven't gone into too much planning at the moment. We've not even finalized speakers yet, but you know, it's just kind of keeping that open format, isn't it? To, yeah. to, similar to what we do here in, mm. in having a discussion. And yeah. We just kind of see it, you know, obviously there'll be an element of curation in the terms yes, of the, the topics that we're going to talk about. We want to, cont- we want to kind of guide that conversation a little bit. It's not just going to be a, hey, how you doing? mate you're right uh, how's your day been it, it's going to be a you know there are going to be certain topics that we want to go, like delve into but yeah i think we just want to it's that experience isn't it and that inspiration um that we, want to, yeah. that we want to provide um and yeah you know there it isn't a goal to make money no. i mean it'd be nice if we could you know cover don't costs. get me wrong like we, 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 <laughs> it's we need to cover costs but yeah, I, yeah. also from a selfish point of view I kind of like the challenge of it as well. Yeah, I constantly say to Sam, like, no, we have to make money. <laughs> well, no, so, the, so this, oh, yeah. the reality is, obviously you have to make money because if, if it doesn't succeed, uh, you can't do it anymore. Yeah, uh, yeah. And it has to have longevity. It has yeah. to be it has to be sustainable, right? You, you can't be at a loss yeah. every time. So the money thing is, as much as we joke about it, you have to make money. It's just that you have to make money in a sincere way. You can't, yeah. you can't profit from the community in that yeah. way. 
And that's that's the difference, right? You want people to feel yeah. buzzing from what you're doing. You want yeah. people to share stories. Oh, you're doing this. I did that. Oh, cool. How did you do that? And just like these sorts of conversations right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the programming is an interesting one. And think about how the energy flows. If it's a day-long event, like how long are you thinking of doing it for? One day. Yeah. One day. One day. Full day. One day. Full yeah, day. Full day. Yeah. Uh, we've nice. got four. Four speakers. Four speakers. Yeah. Um, so they would be what an hour, hour and a half each, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know. And nice. breaks, bit of game time between them or something like that. Yeah, you know, just a bit of networking time. Yeah, nice. Um, yeah, but think about like the so through it, we do these things called CFPs, call for papers. So anyone that wants to talk can can submit a talk essentially through a formalised process. Okay, um, and that allows us to ensure that we have say that, that again. CFP, CFP, call. For, I think it's called call for papers. Um, I think it's from some sort of academic background that I have no clue where it's from. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so um, the the good thing about that sort of approach is that it allows you to kind of vet people, not just for the quality of the talks, but to ensure you hit your kind of D&I quota and make sure that you're representing the community through people that you're putting on for the talks. Because as amazing as those four talks might be, for example, you might just have the same ethnic groups or the same... Um, you know, gender kind yeah, of. It's, uh, it's been one of the things we've talked about from the office that it will, yeah. be, it will be diverse and inclusive when it would. Has to. You know, there's no there's no excuse for it not being. But yeah. you have to you have to really force that. So like w- my my rule is like never over forty percent uh, white like male at all, um, okay. and at least you know try and get good representation from LGBTQ plus and, yeah. and try and just ensure that there's there's a stage full of people that really represents the diversity of the community that you know exists. And the problem is that they might not have always had the same access to these sorts of things. So mm. we need to see a change in the industry by billing people like, like that. Uh, it's just, yeah. and, and the call for papers helps with that because it helps you kind of get a good visibility of the pool of people that want to speak. And it's, yeah. you know, and it's obviously really you can idea. curate too. Yeah. I kind of like the idea of actually, although we've, although we'll have chosen three or four speakers, maybe we open one of the spaces up to somebody that's put them actually put themselves forward to speak yeah and do stuff like diversity tickets you know um give give tickets away to minorities that, that might yeah. not have access to this sort of stuff um get the get the pricing right on the ticket where you can give away tickets like that and try yeah. and bring draw more people in so there's lots of different ways to do it there's 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 not a right way but there's definitely a wrong way which is to not offer any of it so so josh is basically going to be our mentor <laughs> for the conference Josh, uh, I spoke to you yesterday on the day before. But, um, but. <laughs> well, I'm looking for, another, <laughs> looking for another project, actually. Yeah. So. Uh, don't joke around with our hearts. Don't play with our no. hearts. Don't play with our hearts. No. Um, yeah. Brilliant. No, that's, uh, that's, got my, that's got my mind racing again. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, really cool. So, um, Sam. So, Igor. <laughs> Studio Ninja. Yeah, let's just talk, let's talk a little bit about our sponsor. And I was wondering about what we need to say in this little section, because I really want to talk about just how vital it is to my business. And yeah. one thing that came up recently was, in my own business, was that I was thinking about whether I need to get a VA on board. Mm-hmm. Like, do I need somebody that's going to help me just, you know, perform some of the admin tasks? And when I looked at it, and I re- it really boiled down to what do I need somebody on board for, I realised that I don't actually do much admin. Yeah. And I don't do much admin purely because of Studio Ninja. Yeah. Everything's automated. Yeah, my invoices, my diary, my questionnaires that I send out. Email templates. Cha- email templates, chasing up invoices. Yeah, everything's fully automated to the point where it doesn't take a huge amount of my time anyway. So it kind of defeats the whole point of a VA. So for me, it is a very integral part of my business. Yeah. And I think when you're running a business, you're self-employed like we are, mm-hmm. you know, being efficient, yeah. being productive, making sure that 
things run in the right order. If you find yourself doing any kind of repeat task, you have to say to yourself, why am I repeating this? Automate it. Um, and if you can automate it, then that's it. And that's really where Studio Ninja fits in with me and my business. And they have very kindly given us a discount code, haven't they, for this podcast? So yeah. what's that discount code, Igor? Another idea. And another idea gets you 50% off your first annual subscription. Yeah. So it's just a no-brainer. I mean, I wouldn't even be hanging around. Just go and look at Studio Ninja. Just go and do it right now. But thank you very much, guys, for sponsoring this podcast. We love you. We appreciate you. Keep it up. We love Studio Ninja. Um, something, again, which is really, really left field, really, really left field, but that I really wanted to just get your opinion and see if you have anything to say about it. But it's AI in art, really. It seems mm. to be exploding at the moment and really, yeah, just really, really growing and really appearing to the forefront of, of social media in general, really. But things like Mid Journey, I don't know if you know, and... Mm what do you think and how do you see it sort of like developing and, and growing in general really oh it's so interesting because there's 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 more possibilities of creation now right so there's so many different ways to create visual art on computers now the ai thing i'm i'm, I'm not 100 sure on exactly how successful it's going to be in the long run because yeah. at the moment it's quite faddy it's quite novel right um at one of the previous conferences we had an amazing woman called charlotte dan who did um, loads of different ways of creating art and, and it was bridging the gap between the physical and the computer so she used these things called pen plotting machines that if you've seen them before really cool so you should should programming something on the computer the pen plotter would then draw it out uh, and you get these really amazing like unique pieces of art that have translated into this physical space which is great but she'd also do just computer generated art which was really cool really amazing patterns that are all unique in their in their kind of everyone is different that's that's where I kind of like to see the intersection between mm. computer generation and the, someone's actual creative mind. I think that human input is really important because you want to see the characteristics of that person, the, the, the creativity of that person playing out. And while you can probably do that with AI and, and different kind of tools around that, when, when you hand it over to the computer, it just feels a bit inauthentic to me. Yeah. Um, but I guess it's just because I like, you know, things that, more tangible and yeah. feel a bit more real um so i don't know I, there's definitely a space to make money in it um you know without going into nfts and that whole space um it's, it's really interesting to see what that whole marketplace has created um some of it is on the boundary of ethics and morality and stuff <laughs> as well but yeah it, it, it's, it's going to be interesting i think it's exciting and you see what some of the more traditional artists like damien hurst are doing in that space, um, it could be super cool, um, yeah. but I just it needs to have the right level of input from humans and to make yeah, sure that yeah, I like I like that perspective. Yeah, what's your you, take on it? Um, I quite like it, and I'm I'm I'm, li I'm really into trends, so I, I like to see where things go and everything else, and even even not just in art, in photography, really, in terms of like curling softwares and editing softwares. Um, I've started using them and just see how how it really affects my work and yeah. um, to a good way or a detriment in some ways because you're sort of like releasing the control in some yeah, ways. Yeah. So so yeah, but I think there are clear benefits from it. Yeah, at the same time, as you said, there there are some dangers and there are ways that people that perhaps don't have the sort of like create. I wouldn't say creative maturity, but let's let's call it that. Um, they don't have that and just literally 
come into the industry and oh I can just literally put everything in the computer and it will spit out everything for me and I don't actually need to do anything so yeah, yeah that's what I mean that when yeah. danger I think, might be I think there's definite benefits I think when you look at it from our point of view of being photographers and being yeah. able to outsource certain tasks I think yeah. AI in that respect can be is, is, is already going to be really powerful yeah but well, AI in terms of creating individual pieces of art yeah I think Josh said it fad for me. That's kind of where I'm at the moment. And what, I'm... what really worries me is kind of what you're saying, but so flip it around, like look at what Instagram filters did to photography in the early mm. days, right? And it's, it's definitely lowering the barrier to entry, which is amazing. Yes. It's making it more accessible, but it's taking a lot of the talent and skill out of the whole creation mm -hmm. process. And there's absolutely a time and a space for Instagram filters and everything, of course, but it, you know, people misusing that everything looks the same everything yeah. Yeah. that's it that's exactly it and that's the concern right it's like well if everything just looks generic then what have we really gained from it mm. and that's my that's my worry yeah completely agree favourite Negroni <laughs> any Negroni, <laughs> any Negroni. <laughs> uh, but but you know a one in the Masseria um, for me where, where I got married so yeah. it, it's always going to hold a well because we're waiting for a gap in the rain I must have had about 10 Negronis waiting to get married <laughs> <laughs> it really did hammer it down <laughs> tell me about that day oh, was it a good day I mean it was like no other day I mean part of me was genuinely gutted for them <laughs> but then part of me was like no come on guys you, you you're here in Italy and I know our, Elsa was pretty good in the morning, wasn't she? Yeah. And, and you were understandably yeah. kind of concerned because yeah. you, you know, you care and you wanted you wanted a good, you wanted to be outside as well. And just that once they had both kind of realised that it wasn't going to change, yeah. just accepting it and going, no, we're here. To, what what I can remember is just this massive like buzz and surge of like kind of adrenaline when everyone's going. No, we're going outside. <laughs> <laughs> like you've never seen anything like it. Brits when they're abroad in the rain. Like, yeah, okay, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Dave's there with all of his umbrellas, um, and it was like it was like no other ceremony I've ever documented. I, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I'd literally taken photos and I couldn't see, I couldn't see through the viewfinder. And this is before we had EVFs. It was a, you know, a standard, standard optics, and I was taking I was taking shots blind, genuinely taking shots blind. And that's how that's how torrential the rain was. But they were just like, no, we're going out. So we've come to Italy <laughs> to get married outside. <laughs> we'd, married had, outside. we'd had what two two day two days building up to that. Where beautiful days, beautiful yeah. sunshine, and then the day of the ceremony hammers it down. Yeah, um, I mean, but it made the experience, didn't it? And it I, did. Weirdly, I don't think anyone would change it. <laughs> no, you know, it's, it's cliche, and you say you wouldn't change a thing, but I absolutely wouldn't. On the day, there was a few things that were hard to swallow in terms of what was going on, but. You know, looking back and just being grateful for all your family and friends mm. getting absolutely pissing so well. Yeah. Uh, and, and you so know, you were, in our, you were in our, like, like a madman, just like in trees everywhere, just trying to get photos. And, you know, looking back on them, you know, it was our anniversary. It was just a great just, day, wasn't it? it anniversary was last week. Day. Yeah, and we were just, I was just looking at them and I was just like, I couldn't have, couldn't have had a better day. So, yeah, yeah. Just, just, uh, just say fuck it and do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> have, you, um, have you tried, have you seen the uh, trend of Negroni's, is it Spagliata? Yeah, Spagliata. I'm not buying it. What is don't, it? Don't Put, what, what is it Spagliata Spagliata, Spagliata yeah. Yeah, don't yeah. put Prosecco anywhere so, near that no, fucking yeah. no. <laughs> we, have, we don't get on with Prosecco do we Igor we, Igor's a Prosecco guy Prosecco. I'm, a, I'm a champagne kind of guy so yeah just uh, just found it quite fascinating that one person talked about it in an interview and then all of a sudden barmen are like yeah. literally have not made one before now and now everybody wants one yeah. well it's a beautiful way to water down the Negroni if that's what you want to do yeah, that's fine down, it. <laughs> yeah it was, it's an upsetting trend hopefully it'll go away <laughs> clear opinions <laughs> shots fired come on whilst we're on shots fired you had a you had a 
a stirring question for Josh, didn't you? Kindish, kindish. Um, I mean, I'm fascinated because I don't even know what it is. So no, it's it's mainly it's mainly with food, and you can take it in some so many different ways, really. Um, but if you if you could only have one one cut of meat hmm. forever, well, I thought you were asking about Skynet. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I was going to save that to later. You obviously okay, end on yeah. Skynet. Save it for later. Because <laughs> <Save it for laughs> <later. laughs> this is looking through your feed, I'm like, whew. Josh really knows about his curves. <laughs> like, you really do. So. So, it's, it's not a simple answer, sadly. It depends. What meat is it? Um, you know, beef we're we talking about? Yeah, let's go for beef. Um, how are you cooking it? You so, you, so ideally you're going to cook it Should over back in 10 minutes <laughs> yeah. sorry just, just put your headphones in everywhere. Uh, it needs to be cooked over an open fire like an open wood grill it needs to be you know there's a, there's a place in the Eastcall Ox Club that does an amazing job I think I sent you there yes you did um, yeah, yeah. which was a mistake <laughs> um, but they do amazing like veggie and vegan options well, it, too. you sent me a few um, Lee's restaurants that look very yeah. impressive Is the, the man behind the curtain Is yeah that yeah, that's that's. I don't know if they do a vegan veggie one, but yeah, maybe don't go there. That'd be a bad okay. time for you. But yeah. Um, but yeah, no. I think ideally for me, it's got to be something like a ribeye, cooked to perfection, medium rare, left to rest for absolutely ages. The fats rendered perfectly, served with a bit of bone marrow sauce or something. Having a great time. <laughs> have you seen um, a previous guest that was on here? Have you seen uh, Ben Block Knives? Recent I, I am. A huge, I've got you, a block. I've got a block knife yeah, myself. Yeah, yeah. No, of course he is. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, absolutely yeah. obsessed. He's doing some amazing combo grills and stuff at the yes. moment. Good, good work with Sat Baines as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm. If, I, I'm a fanboy. It's just good to see his product line changing, isn't it? It's, been, uh, <laughs> it's just been. It's been really good to watch from. Yeah, from having spoke to him what yeah. a few months ago on the on the podcast to see yeah. those kind of ideas kind of come to fruition. Yeah. He's just he's just a he's just a really awesome guy. He's just got he knows what he wants to achieve and he's gonna he's gonna do it. And as you said, to see it kind of evolve a little bit and go into different areas is is just ace. And the knives are amazing. Like they're the best chef's knives. If you're looking for a carbon blade, they're the best you're gonna find. Um, and they're made in Derby, which is great. Puts yeah. Derby on the map. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Skynet then. What did you want to know about Skynet? <laughs> why, did you, why did you put this question there? <laughs> I think, again, Josh is the perfect person to, to talk about it. I can very much see ourselves as humanity in general, as things are going, just being taken over by something like Skynet eventually. Mm. Agree, disagree. What is Skynet? Can you just... Okay, if you don't know what Skynet is, first of all, go and do some research in Google. That's for you to the audience. Yeah. But no, uh, not in a, in a jokey way. Um, Skynet, uh, if you watch Terminator, they're basically the AI. <laughs> the AI <laughs> yeah. that literally takes over the world. Okay. And creates Terminators. But yeah. Discuss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, okay. Uh, again, I'll come back in 10 minutes. <laughs> Uh, again it's just I find I find that technology sometimes gets gets close to dangerous grounds if if you know what I mean yeah and and with that said I don't know I just will we will we be here long enough to hang around (laughs) it's a it's a great question (laughs) I think it's again it depends (laughs) um so it depends on the space where that sort of technology is implemented right so smart homes smart technology all that sort of stuff yeah. it's 
while there are privacy concerns and edge cases where that might not be great, um, the actual harm that can come from that is probably less harmful than somewhere like in a hospital or in, in law enforcement and other areas where there's kind of additional levels of you know, privacy, security, security yeah. um, extra rigor around the technology doing the right thing at the right time. Um, so it depends on on what areas of Skynet concerns you the most. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it's just in general, but yeah. Because because if you're you know like these robot police policemen or you know these um, you know healthcare has a lot of great benefits to AI yeah. and so it depends on the industry and depends on where your concern is. I think in general with AI and with data science and machine learning and all these sorts of things. Usually, you have to you have to train models. You have to train technology to work in a certain way. And you, often, it's to try and train it in a predictable way. So, if you, you know, in healthcare, for example, if you've got a robot that's helping perform surgery on someone via some input from a surgeon, it needs to be very predictable. That's not really AI or anything. That's just pure yeah. robotics and stuff. So, it depends on like if there's actual areas where it can go and horribly kind of wrong. go horribly wrong so like yeah. tesla's a common example where people are really concerned about self-driving cars and yeah. things like that we're we're realistically absolutely miles off that being you know the truth for everyone because you know, there's just too many yeah, edge it cases it just takes so long to roll that sort of technology out to make it affordable for the mainstream so i'm not so worried about skynet because i think the the feasibility of it being financially viable right now probably isn't there but also i don't know if the tech's quite there either um, you see these robots falling over and stuff. And, like, we've still got a long it's way true. to go. Like, don't get me wrong, there's an amazing advancement. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you've got, you've got a dog with a gun or something. Like, that's what I've said. That's fucking terrifying. This is not the kind of conversation that I, I thought I'd be having to say, but it's fine. I know you, you just, you just, you got it, just you're a big sight. You're a It's fine. It's fine. But, like, you know, I think it's Ars Technica or one of the, one of the robot companies. They're doing crazy things with, like, weapons and robots. That, that smells quite wrong. Let's leave that alone. <laughs> that doesn't need to happen because um, that's just going to be something that's going to be used in war and that's yeah. not going to end well, which if you look at Skynet and the Terminator, that's probably that's exactly, yeah. exactly yeah. what it was. So that's that's an area I'd like to stop happening. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there's a lot of money in that. So you probably won't. Has that satisfied your that sci-fi, satisfies your my, sci-fi yeah. image that you were, that yeah. you were clearly <laughs> yeah. having? Yeah. Aside yeah. from favourite sci-fi movie. Do you know what? I'm not a huge sci-fi oh. fan. Do you know what? I don't I don't really watch TV or anything. I'm, I'm kind of I've watched great time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I just I get bored e- easily. I, I can't really sit down and watch series very well. I'm very fidgety. Um, but no, just like simple things like Shit's Creek, just simple, easy, easy going things that I can just watch. Yeah. And go to sleep. Switch off. <laughs> what, um, just, yeah. what, what, insp- what inspires you creatively out there at the moment? Any, any particular brands or businesses that are doing mm. good things or that uh, you're looking at and going, yeah. Uh, they've got my attention. That's a good question. I wasn't ready for that. Uh, you can have a moment. It's fine. Yeah, I don't know really. There's lots of really nice startups that are coming out trying to do cool things with like... There's loads of really nice offshoots from Apple at the moment. Like Nest was a really big thing at the time. There's loads of really cool companies doing like smart devices that are really nicely built and really high quality. I think the smart home stuff is still just getting started. I know that lots of... There's loads of companies that are claiming to do eco cities and everything, and, and we're getting there, but we've not really solved it properly. Um, so that that space is quite exciting. I think the whole kind of smart city stuff. My my friend James, who I run, um, who did the podcast with, runs an agency called Parallax in Leeds. They're doing loads of really cool stuff with smart street lighting, and how that can really bring. It's really interesting when you look at studies of like street lights and you look at how social behaviour 
revolves very much around the way cities are designed mm. that sort of space is really interesting uh, and you should get James on because he'll talk to you about that because I can't I can't, that's, all, that's all I know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah it's just, all that sort of stuff's really interesting how, how spaces uh, influence people's behaviour so I think we've got a long way to go with that that's quite yeah. exciting and for, for anybody listening out there that has, has you know st- stuck this episode out to this point and it's like I, I, I connect a lot with what Josh is saying in terms of where you're at career wise and industry wise you know what what would be your kind of advice or guidance on, on somebody wanting to kind of move into this field um, or this, the industry that you're in? Um, there's loads of programs. Um, there's loads of programs based all over the UK. Um, there's loads of getting tech schemes. There's loads of women in tech and, and loads of different minority in tech um, groups that you should definitely go and look at. Um, also, just go and speak to someone like I did. Go and have a chat with the guy upstairs. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, no one really is going to tell you to go away. They'll always spare you a bit of time to have a chat and understand how to get into an industry. Um, come and talk to me. I can signpost you. <laughs> it'll, it'll be be a good chat, I'm sure. But yeah, there's just just go and have a chat with someone. Don't. It's amazing, isn't it? How like just the yeah. simple things again. Just you've just got to go out and talk to people. Just connect. Like, don't yeah. be so. You know, it's like it's okay it's to have enough. that. It's okay to feel that fear, yeah, or that whatever it is that's stopping you doing that. But you sometimes just got to walk through it, haven't you? Yeah. Just go and yeah, go and have that conversation. Yeah, go and ask a chef how to cook the steak the perfect way. Go and find out from the people that know. <laughs> yeah, it's it just go and yeah, it's not really scary once you've done it a few times. It's just the idea of it is more scary than actually doing it. I think, and yeah, you know, ninety percent of the people in the world are really nice people who want to help people. Um, there are obviously some assholes, and we'll ignore them. Um, but yeah, just just go and have a chat with people. Uh, that's the best place to start. I love that. The idea is yeah. actually more scary than actually doing it. Yeah, yeah. Which is well, on the money, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Has, has Josh lived up to the hype for you? Yeah. Are you yeah. are you okay? Like yeah. Welcome, man, crush. I told you. So, I'm looking forward to another one of those hugs. It was a lovely hug. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, honestly, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've lost my voice as well. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got any other questions? No, I'm happy. Well, there's the, we have got one final question. Haven't yes, we, which we do is, have one final which question. Is, which something is something we've, we've been asking everybody that's been on. Like, there's a final question. If you um, if you could speak to the 14 year old Josh Nesbitt, mm. um, what would your what would your words of wisdom be to that 14 year old self? Oh, these are tough ones. <laughs> um, I don't know because I, I genuinely never believed that I would be in this position that I'm in right now. I'm I'm, very, I'm genuinely very fortunate, and I, I don't forget that. So. Um, I don't really know. I, I, it's a tough one. Let me let me think about that one. I'm we can just sure. we can talk for a second whilst we you think talk. about that. It's humble, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I do. I yeah. like that we've just covered so many different yeah. things here, and it, there's not really been like one specific kind of thing we've honed in on. But I'd, I'd, what I love about Josh is just his ability to just go and just try new stuff constantly yeah. trying new things yeah and if I there's think one takeaway from any any of this it's it's that, that yeah no matter what it is you've just got to go and try it yeah and that's exactly how the conversation has has been it's literally been here there 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 but all it's got a connecting yeah. point really which is you and yeah, yeah. Well, I've, I've got it now got it go on, go on, <laughs> yeah. uh, no I just wish I wish I'd ignored other people I think um, a bit more because sometimes especially during that you know 15 to 25 age range you will meet a lot of people that say you shouldn't be doing something or that it's you're not doing it in the right way. Um, and actually, it's, it's, it's an invalid perspective because you're still figuring it out yourself. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think probably ignore those people a little bit more, a bit quicker, instead of trying to take it on board and try and do it the hard way or do it a different way. Just try and trust the gut a bit more and try and just go with that initial thought. Because, um, yeah, I think it was, I held back a bit earlier on 
in some areas and I wish I hadn't but yeah I think that's kind of a confidence thing isn't it as I you grow so. in, I think that's a, a it's a tough age to be in when you're you know, 19 20 and you've got yeah. people that are 10 15 years your superior telling you yeah. no yeah you know, exactly. we're all conditioned aren't we yeah. yeah from an early age to listen to people that are older than us and actually yeah yeah exactly yeah. there's 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 one thing that sticks with me. There's there's someone we we're trying to hire for a role, and there's um, kind of like these are all just white guys. Why, why, why are we not finding big, better candidates? And someone was like, "It's just the way it is. Like it's just how it is. You know, it's just only only people that apply are these people." And you kind of like, "That's just a cop out. Like, why are we accepting that? Or why are we just you know?" So things like that. I wish you'd I wish I'd challenged a bit more and mm. like had the productive because that person's not being ignorant on purpose or not being dismissive on purpose. They're just doing it because maybe they've run out of steam on something yeah, or maybe it's the easier way to do it and as you said they might have yeah run out of steam but have the difficult chats and like force the force the topic and figure out what's going on maybe that that would be the advice well you're more than making up for that small regret that you might have because <laughs> yeah. you're what you're doing is is well it's quite frankly remarkable really yeah. um Thanks. really pushing you know the industry and 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 including inclusivity and, and, and diversity and encouraging you championing so many other people as well i love that kind of um you know support that you seem to offer anybody that's around you mm. you know like just saying to people on this podcast and if you want to reach out to josh you can reach out to josh you know yeah. not many people would come here and say that yeah um they should do as well. that's a, a really <laughs> it's a really wonderful skill so thank you very much thank you no, thank really you for having me i really enjoyed yeah. seeing you again yeah yeah, I'm thank just you. gonna go over there, have a little man crash, and yeah, we need to, we need <laughs> to get up to Leeds, don't we? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we can do an AGM recce. Come and we'll have, have, have a chat. Aren't we? Yes, we are. So yeah. yeah, mate, thank you very much for your time. Really appreciated it. Um, how can people get in touch with you or reach out Find to you, you if they want it? Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Um, jo uh, jo at Josh Nesbitt on Twitter, although with what Elon's doing on at the moment. Maybe. Yeah, maybe not there for we much. Can't <laughs> so maybe, maybe Twitter at Josh Nesbitt, uh, at Josh Nesbitt on Instagram, at Josh Nesbitt on everything. GitHub, if you're on there, it's a big coder community. Um, yeah, I'm sure you'll find me. If you and Google me, Josh Nesbitt, it's either me or this massive six foot eight American footballer. <laughs> <laughs> so you can easily determine. And you find him yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. um, and the conferences? Um, heypresents.com. Uh, go there, check them out. We've got the next one on 4th of May uh, next year. Um, we've got a winter social on the 24th of November in Leeds. So you should come up for that, actually. Come and have a bev up there. Um, Amazing. But yeah, Hey Presents. There's always a schedule of events coming on uh, on there. Um, get in touch. Come and do a talk if you want. Come and, come and have a chat. We can get you on the stage. Um, it doesn't have to be about tech. Just come and come have a chat. Come and have a chat. Amazing. Amazing. Great stuff. Thanks, Josh. Thanks enjoy, very much. Um, enjoy your dinner tonight with Sal. Tell her I said hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, send, send him on over. And tell Dave, I tell Dave we thought about him as well. Yeah, Dave's Sal. not got any airtime. He's only yeah. gutted about this. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Cheers, Josh. Thanks, mate. Amazing. Lovely. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello 
Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 